serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Wednesday. It is what, day three of the Giveathon for Phoenix Children? It's just down there. All right. How'd it go? You went Because we have the phone bank here at the station. Uh, yeah. Were you greeted uh, I was kindly? Greeted, were yes. you booed? No, I was greeted well. Okay. Uh, uh, earlier today, I ran into a guy. He's like, are you Chad Benson? He goes, I'm Dan. Dan Benson. I'm like, oh, Dan, I'm Chad. So what are you doing, man? It's been my long-lost cousin. But yeah, man, it's packed in there right now. That's good. So uh, lots of snacks, too. For those of of course, uh, the snacks. Pablo walks by and goes, I'm yeah. going to go get some chips. I'm yeah. like, I've been down there. I don't think they want me coming back right now. <laughs> Uh, the uh, Desert uh, Financial Phone Bank is 602-933-4567. We're going to bring you a story of hope here in a couple of minutes. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's lasts all week. Um, let's get into a story that simply just won't go away. And you know what? Maybe that's a good thing because we got to figure out what to do the next time this happens. We have the chaos at the elementary school in El Mirage. We talked about it last week. Goodness, today's Wednesday. We talked about it Monday. Another wrinkle to talk about on Tuesday. Uh, and then today uh, what we've got is the body cams for the police. So just to give you a quick background story. Someone tried to get into the school yes. with a gun. Mm-hmm. That person never did get in. Thank goodness. All right. But they locked the school down. That's what they should do. And when a lockdown occurs, a lot of times you have children who are scared, so they text their parents. That is exactly what took place. A lot of parents then left work, left home. They came right to the school. Can't blame them. Got it. But it's how some of them acted uh, when they got to the school. So we saw that a couple people, three people were arrested. Uh, we had a couple people get tased. And you're just like, my goodness, what is going on over there? And I think, you know, now we've got the new video out. And I watched it. I know you did, too. It's of the body cams. And you can clearly see a couple people getting tased. You can clearly Parents see the chaos. Parents badly. That, is that how you took it? A little bit at time. I, look, there was chaos uh, for sure. But it wasn't... I. I so much of this is all based on Uvalde yes. and the panic that goes on and people are hearing lockdown. Now they think, uh, oh, my God, there's somebody inside my kid's school blasting away. Right. And the cops that they see are on the outside of the school. Yeah. And they want to know, why aren't you inside the school? But in this specific situation and you saw, I think it was the principal who was speaking he was trying to tell a family member, not not a, he, it wasn't even a dad or a mom. It was like it was a it was a guy whose sister, yeah. his little sister, was in there, and and the principal's like, "There's no one in the school. There's no shooter in the school. Yeah. I absolutely guarantee you, there's no one in the school trying to harm these children. They're all on lockdown." And that conversation ended okay. They had to to to, to kind of. Uh, Talk this guy off the ledge. Well, they had to try to yeah bring the temperature down. Right. But remember, this is all based on the fact that we did see cops in Uvalde lie for two months. Right about everything that went on there. Right, right, right. Here's a little of the chaos. You're not going to understand what's going on here. All you need to understand is think of the outside of your kid's school. Now think of a whole lot of police officers there and a whole lot of family members, parents, right up on the cops. And the cops are right up on them. I mean, it shouldn't be that yeah. loud. Yeah, that's, this that, is, that's that. That is. This is right outside the school where the gates are. That's chaos. Oh, 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 
there was one guy in a white T-shirt who you're going to see. If you watch the video, you can go to KTAR.com. If you're listening to us on no, the radio, you won't see it. But he does have a white T-shirt on. So just let you guys know that. Well, I think it's interesting because the guy with the white T-shirt, he stood out. And you could see officers go up to him and try and calm him down, even by just putting a hand on his shoulder in a very, I saw, comforting way. They were trying to violent. disarm his fears right. by comforting him and saying, hey, man, everything's cool. There's nobody in there. All the kids are completely fine. But his reaction was... Don't you dare touch me. Yeah. Get your hands off me. Have I touched you? Why are you touching me? Yeah. And and the cop isn't pushing. The cop isn't trying to be violent. The cop is trying to calm. This guy wants no part of it. So you're not going to win that guy over. No. You're not going to win that guy over. That guy ends up getting tased later on. All right. So so if you were to look at the El Mirage story at, ele- at the elementary school, here's the clear takeaway. This community does not trust the police. Yeah. They just don't. And, and maybe that's too much of a they, blanket look, statement. You know what? The I people there, they, Chad, don't trust the cops. I bet you they all trust the cops. But in this situation, when it's dealing with their kids, something is switched on. And that is so much of what took place in Uvalde. I bet in other situations, they got no problems. But because of what they saw, because of the the the, the police failure in Uvalde, the entire system breakdown in Uvalde, there is a tough time to trust anybody when it comes to what's happening with their kids inside of a school. Right. Uh, Pablo, our producer, was po- was uh, posing a question to us about, you know, an hour ago when we were you know meeting about the show. And what he said is, guys, put yourself in their situation. So we all kind of tried to sit there uh, and put ourselves in that situation, which is a very difficult thing to do, because if your child is in a school and you think there's a shooter there, I'm not sure that you could go there yeah. a- a- unless it really were to happen. But we tried to put ourselves and we're like, all right, would we would we want to storm past the police officers? Because that's what was happening. And Pablo just kept saying, you got to put yourself in mm-hmm. their situation. You, I get it. But I came to the point where I was like, no, I don't think I pushed past the cops. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't. I'm well, pretty I sure come I wouldn't. In, you, you would think you'd like to come in in a situation where you are, you're, you're not, you know. You're, you're not going to be calm. You're not fully loaded. You're, you're kind of coming off half-cocked. You're, you're coming in there with a, okay, can I just get the information? Where is everybody? The, Chad, these people were fully loaded. Yeah, they they come and they were, they were, they, they were driving there with their worst fears is my kid's been shot. Okay, then put yourself in that spot. Okay, if you're driving there with your worst, the worst fears in your head, which is probably the case, can can you make an argument that what the parents and some of the family members did there was okay? And I can't make that argument. Look, is it understandable? Yes. And here's the other thing: what we're not talking about. What are the kids texting mom and dad? Because that's also something they're texting mom and dad. Oh my god, they're making us get on our desk. Oh my god, they're police everywhere. Oh my, you you don't know what they're getting. Right. So th- there's this, you know, it's that telephone game. By the time it gets to them, yeah, everything's totally fine. It's Your like, kids have exaggerated something. It's it's like we talk about when a police officer is called and has to roll up on the scene of something. You know, the nine one one operator there, and they got people that they'll tell the cop, listen, they're just two people that are screwing around. Yeah, but then it's. 
wait, there are two people screwing around. We know this one guy. Uh, he's got a record. Yeah. And then the, the heightened the, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, awareness of the cop, the temperature rises a little bit. Yeah. And so, so what do we do here? That, I mean, that's really, that's the next question. Do we have to instruct our children? Do we have to have the schools instruct our children? Listen, we're in lockdown. Uh, let's go over what we're all going to text our parents right now. Do you actually do that? Well, yeah, but you're not going to be able to do that because kids aren't going to pay attention. No, they're not. So the How best you- thing to do is, is, is on the outside. And on the outside is set up almost two perimeters. One much closer to the school and the other one with a few police officers and more of the you know non-uniformed or partially uniformed officers to ratchet down the temperature and also set up a text system where if it, you're text immediately, you know, hey, there's a lockdown at school. Uh, you know, uh, but this is just precaution. Uh, if you're worried, you know, contact this number, right. that kind of thing. You're that gonna, will help more information, not less information. You're going to freak out if you're a parent and Absolutely. you get that text. The question you have to ask yourself is, are you going to try and do what some of the parents and family did in El Mirage? And that's push past the police. Yeah. Can't do it. And it just shows it highlights a bigger problem, the distrust in police. Because three people got arrested, and you know what? They should have gotten arrested. They should have. They did plenty to get arrested. All right. Coming up next, Arizonans are making money by renting out their backyard. Two dogs. What? Two dogs. We're going to talk about it to Gatos and Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. All right, let me just preface, you know, a little bit before we get going here. I like dogs, okay? I like dogs. You don't really like dogs. No, I do. That's questionable. It's not questionable. I just don't, I don't believe that you're a dog mom or a dog dad. I don't buy that garbage. And if you're going, like, and don't take your dogs out to Scottsdale to all the restaurants and the mall. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Okay? Okay. Now let's get into it. Um, Why are people renting out their backyard to other people's dogs. Becky Lynn, have you heard this story? No, but I can totally understand why. Oh, really? Why. Well, of course. So You've got a big I'm... backyard, and you live in an apartment, and you're gone all day, so you take your dog over to these people's backyard, and they're allowed to run and play all day. You so I'm the the day. opening my house for a dog to use my backyard as a toilet. And I'm going to charge people. That's where you go with this. This is the terrible. This always goes right there. But, yeah, but awful. you're getting paid. Yeah. Here's the story. Here's what you do. If you have a backyard, you can rent it out by the hour for other people's dogs. <laughs> what the heck? Is, what is this about? I don't know. This. Uh, it, what is it called again? It's like a doggy daycare, right? No. There's a uh, wise man, Steve Zinsmeister. What are they calling this again? What is it? Calling it a sniff spot. Ah, oh, Jesus, sniff spot. That's just. That's disgusting. Isn't that disgusting, Becky Lynn? I don't. Uh, uh, dog sniff. You like it? Okay. Right now, we're actually uh, inside of uh, uh, Megan Smone's backyard. She lives Spons. here in Phoenix, and she charges about 15 bucks an hour. Per- yeah, it's so worth 15 bucks for, you know, the dog to just desecrate my backyard. Her dog, and in our last hit, we spoke with her, and she told us she's already made about 500 bucks in just a few weeks. Exp- oh, that's not that bad, actually. <laughs> that's not bad. I to make about 1300 a month. What? That's you passive income right there, people. Yep, yep. Do you, now, do you, now, no one's I, doing this. If I rent out my yard, do I have to be there? Good point. I would think so. Yeah, see, that feels well, like I'm doing a, something. staying at home and not, it'd be great for retirees. That think would about be. it. So, but you, then they'll start dogfighting again, and we can't have that. Did they say, th- 
Did they say thirteen hundred bucks a month? That's yeah. what she's hoping That's to make. Yeah. You are you are allowing dogs to come and crap on your lawn, and you're getting paid thirteen hundred dollars a month. Here's the difference between California and here. They would have been like, well, we better get over there. We're going to license you. You're going to need this, 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 and this. Uh, we're going to fine you for that. How dare you let people come in your backyard? Oh, I live sure. in a small place. I've got two small dogs. Uh, it's important for the dogs to be out. Yeah, definitely. And especially getting in the pool. Why don't you go to a park? It's free. And then you can't you leave the get when they take a dump there? Can't you just leave it there? No. Oh, you can't just leave it there? No. What? I'm sorry. Wise man, why are you looking at me weird? Yeah, I thought you could just, well, you can't kick it under like a bush or something like that. Have you ever had a dog? See, I don't think you've you know never what? had a dog, have you? I've had ever I, there. We had a family dog when I was growing up. Okay, that's not All the right. same thing. Mm-mm. All right, more of the story. You guys don't. You guys. Uh... You shouldn't be allowed to talk on pet I can stuff talk anymore. About pets. Can we all agree? Yeah, because I like, agree. let me talk about something. I don't have a Band. dog. Oh. I don't really like dogs, but I don't dislike dogs. Hold on. Let me tell you a story of why I wouldn't want them in my house Be- or around that. We had a you pet friend who had a dog down the street that we called our neighborhood dog. That was kind of like my dog. You don't think I should be able to talk about dogs? No, Becky? I, I kind of think you should be banned. Wise from man, it, am yeah. I banned from talking about dogs? Kind of feels like you don't know what you're talking about. Pablo, yeah. are you forbidding me to talk no, about I'm dogs? No, I'm not. But you know, when you go to the dog park, you know what you have to do, right? You, you bring us. Uh, you bring up about the dog scooper. pooper. And, nope, they you give you a little baggy. Yeah, right there. Well, that's the same. That's what I mean. A little baggy. All right, you pick it up. But you pick hand. it up. You don't. You don't tell the dog to hand it to you. No, I know. I'm not going to ask the dog to hand it yeah. to me. You would never pick it up. No, I probably wouldn't. Pick there it. You go. So there we go. Let's just. I get live in this. a small place. I've got two small dogs. All right. So this guy lives in an apartment. Yes. Okay. So he's got two small dogs. I'm sure. Day. I'm sure he puts them in in one of those strollers, and he goes to Scottsdale Fashion, and he and he pushes the dogs around because that's what people do. Uh, it's important for the dogs to be out. Yeah, definitely, and especially getting in the pool. That woman sounds like Carrie Lake. Am I wrong? Uh, what do you guys think? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She probably has a dog. I mean, does, does, do you guys don't think that she sounds like Carrie Lake? Actually, getting in the pool in the summer when it's super nah. hot. All right, that no, not really. Okay, uh, or, or this is actually Carrie Lake. Whatever you do, do not say balls. Okay, so which balls. one sounded like Carrie Lake there? The second one sounded like because right, that was say the grundle. second one. All right, I don't know. Uh, Tell uh, us what happened. He's got two little dogs, and she said uh, something about the he's pool. He's just wandered around. He remember he and doesn't care about. Yeah, he just wants to cause controversy. And he doesn't care way. about the dogs. He, he doesn't care about people around. doing this. Ooh. I live in a small place. I've got two small dogs. Uh, it's important for the dogs to be out. Yeah, definitely. And especially getting in the pool in the summer when it's super hot and you can't really take them on walks. You hear the dogs in the background. And that sounds like a nice carry lake, by the way. Swimming is a great way to get their energy out. So. Oh, wow, they can okay. go swimming, too. Yeah, they get oh, for, See, this oh, is a whole new level. This is awful. Yeah. This no is wonder she's making 1300 exactly. She needs it to pay for that new pool she bought. All right, wise man, what's it called again? Sniff place? The what sniff is it? spot. Sniff spot. Didn't they say fish? 15 per hour yes. per yeah. dog. Yes. So you got you to gotta bring the friend. I guess the economy. bring a friend. That just doubled my salary. Economy ain't that bad. You yeah. spend it $30 an hour on your dog. Uh, probably get me, you know, you know, say, hey, we got treats for them. Or we got puppuccinos, you know, those kind of oh, things, gosh. right? Like we want to make their stay here memorable. Did it, did it go on to say if the owner of the dog has to stay while the dog is there? I didn't. Or do you drop off the dog and come back? Now there's a... That's the big thing. That's right? a big thing, right? You got to watch the dog around the pool. You don't want the dog falling in. No, I'm but just is saying. The owner, dogs can swim. Is the owner of the place the one that's watching the dogs around the pool? See, there's a lot to this that you're skimming over. I think this is this it's is because he doesn't is, like animals. I like animals. You that's don't a, really. It's hot garbage. Mm-mm. You don't like animals. I, no, I don't want my backyard turning into a toilet. Okay, coming up next. Hey, it's a giveathon for Phoenix Children's. Uh, we're going to tell you how to become a champion of hope, and we've got a story of hope. It's all coming up on the Gatos and Chat Show.
Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Ok Chin Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Give-A-Thon on the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome to day three of the Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's. And uh, we're going to be here till Friday, so we're going to do it all week. Uh, I think we're up to eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars. See if we get over a million. Well, I think today. we're going for a lot more well, than I mean, that today. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you call the uh, Desert uh, Financial Phone Bank six zero two nine three three four five six seven, Jim Sharp from Arizona's Morning News may pick up the phone and uh, and uh, uh, take your donation. So he's over there working the phones right now. Not Chad, actually you take your donations and run away. No, no. It's a very Jim Sharp thing to do. Oh, he might. But no, uh, <laughs> he's actually going to be on the phone. You could listen to his dulcet tones. <laughs> the answers. All right, let's kick it off. A check presentation from Sam's Club. Hi, my name is Alma. Hi, I'm Karina. We've been partnering with Phoenix Children's Hospital for 35 years. Three and a half decades of our associates ensuring a healthier tomorrow for kids in our community by giving our members and fellow associates an easy way to contribute to Phoenix Children's Hospital. This year, Sam's Club is presenting $10,000. We encourage you to call the Give a Thumb phone bank at 602-933-4567. After all, together, we can change kids' health. We can change the future for all of us. Hey, Sam's Club, 10K. 10K. Let's do it, baby. Well done, Sam's Club. Where to be? Where to be? What are you talking about? All right. So, we have been bringing you stories of children uh, and their parents. And you know what? Sometimes these stories are very tough. Sometimes they're 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 uplifting. Sometimes it's it's very difficult to hear. But I think it's important because the children that go through uh, Phoenix Children's Hospital they have the best chance of surviving. Yeah. Uh, it's time for another story of hope uh, presented by uh, Madame Holmes Lucas. Just two weeks before his second birthday, Lucas was airlifted to Phoenix Children's in critical condition after an accident in the swimming pool at his family's home. Despite the best efforts of his care team at Phoenix Children's, he passed away after several days on life support. This is Lucas' story. I know for me, I thought it it couldn't ever happen to me. Like, this isn't going to happen to me. As parents, Anthony and I, we see things different. And um, to be just aware of... I mean, not live in fear, but just be aware that it can, it can happen. The moment when I, when I got the call, my son um, had an accident. We had a, a lot of amazing doctors and nurses, and we have an amazing grief counselor through Phoenix Children's Hospital, Amanda Grace, the music therapist who helped our two daughters through the passing of their brother. A lot of gratefulness, too, for Phoenix Children's and all that they continue to do for the four of us. The comfort for me was having first responders there. Um, It's really given me uh, an appreciation, respect. They're superheroes. And then those out of Phoenix Children's, the strength they have, um, because we're not strong in that. We speak with Amanda just about every other week. When we first started meeting with her, the grief was intense and something we never thought that we would go through. So it was very dark, it felt like, and very lonely. And Amanda 
just helped us, helped us understand what we were going through and that it was okay what we were going through and how to honor him and remember him to where now that we, you know, we can see light at the end of the tunnel. We even got to go to a um, remembrance for any families who had lost children. And it was incredible for us to go and know that, I mean, because when you lose your child, you feel very alone, but you're not. To know that you're not alone was so helpful. Phoenix Children's put that on. You expect to leave a hospital with your baby, you know, in hand. And I told Anastasia when we had that news, we were gathering their belongings and not our son. We birthed him to heaven. We need to hold our head up high and honor everyone that gave their best because this is what is best. The story of Lucas. It's a very sad story. Um, but I think in his memory, we should do a match. Absolutely. When the music plays, that means whatever you can give. Maybe you can give 500 bucks. Maybe you can give 5,000 bucks. Maybe you can get 5 million bucks. I like how you think. I think big. We can match it. Speedway is going to match it. Yeah. Thanks to Speedway for matching this. Lucas. If that story touched you, here's the phone number, 602-933-4567, 602-933-4567. Uh, you can become a champion of hope, $20 per month. Uh, a teddy bear will be delivered to a patient in your name. Uh, and the patient, I'm telling you, these kids love the teddy bears. It, it really breaks up their day. They may have been poked with needles before. They may have had a procedure. Mom and dad may not be there. They may be at work and they're 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 alone. You know what? That teddy bear is going to give them some company. So call 602-933-4567. And there is the train Teddy Bear Express. On aboard! Got teddy bears ready to go, and uh, they're going to be given to all the children over at Phoenix Children's. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's, 602-933-4567. We are in a match. We will continue the match during the break right here on KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, coming up, 405, you know what time it is. It is midterm mayhem. Just play along. Just play along. You like a speed bump sometimes. I'm fine. <laughs> midterm mayhem. Every day, 405, we bring you the madness, the mayhem. That is the 2022 midterm election. Former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer is going to join us. The governor. Did she have uh, that stop and chat with uh, Carrie Lake that Brewer said she wanted to have? We'll tell you at 4.05. Oh. Should be pretty interesting. All right. It is a Wednesday, and it's once again time. It's just time for Woke Wednesday. Woke The wokeness Wednesday. out there. We've talked about it here and there. You know, uh, uh, it's it's craziness. It's it's words we shouldn't use anymore. Yes. It's new words we should use. We've got to be careful what we say now. It's all woke. Yes. Well, so Chad brings us Woke Wednesday. And what are we starting with today? Let's first start New York uh, City. New York City. Well, they have amended a series of state laws to remove the word inmate and replace it with incarcerated person when referring to per people who are serving time. First okay. of all, that's the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> Why? I don't care if you call them fluffy bunnies. 
<laughs> like, oh, that guy's a fluffy bunny. Oh, yeah, he's a bad fluffy bunny. It's, it's, what are they? Well, incarcerated persons, to, incarcerated makes it almost sound like they're there for a really long time, right? But that's, that's what they're doing there. And the reason is they said language matters. It does. Get us language matters. Sometimes it does, but yes. I don't think it matters in this well, situation. You know, uh, what is changing here? Right. Like, honestly, what what is wrong with the word inmate? So I'm just I don't understand. I what is, no why is that now a bad word? I, I don't I, I could not tell you. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Wise man, do you know why inmate is uh, now considered a bad word? Yeah, I've actually been educated on this. My uh, my girlfriend. She studies prisons. She spends time in prisons. She does a lot of programs for people who are in prisons. Mm-hmm. Oh, she she works in the prison. You said she spends she a lot of time work, in prison. She does her work in the prisons, oh, but she does not work for She's the not prison. an incarcerated person, Shad. No. An inmate. Okay. But she she educated me on this as well, and I've gone from saying inmate to incarcerated people. Really? For her, a lot of it, or at least what she's told me, is that a lot of them feel that inmate is kind of dehumanizing in a way because a lot of the guards, a lot of the, the law enforcement in the prisons refer to them as inmate. In some cases, you have a number. It's just dehumanizing. So that's the way it it's the connotation is negative within the prison system, so they prefer incarcerated people. It's their situation, not their identity. Oh, I see. It's a situation. Uh, maybe society's been horrible to them, so they've ended up in there. And maybe. so for that well, California refers to you now when you come out of jail no, as no. a person who is re emerging to society. No, they're not. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. All right, that's that's may, way more woke than Incarcerated person. Yeah. Reemerge, you know, people that are no longer with us for a period of time of no less than five years, but no more than 10. <laughs> like the, some of the stuff, you are working so hard to try not to say, D- D- he's in jail, okay? He's in prison. <laughs> he did something wrong, okay? <laughs> I'm not, I'm finding it hard to feel sorry for someone who doesn't like to be called the word inmate. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I really, I, I don't mean to be crass. Well, actually, I, do. I don't care. I don't care. Like, all right, when you come out and we use the term ex-con, can we do better than that? Yeah. Because that I can. I just refer to you as your name when you come out. Hello, right? Steve. Yeah, there you go. Hello, Steve. John. Yeah. Well, right? should they be referred to by their name while they're in? What's the difference between in and out? Well, first of all, uh, I don't know any of them. They're just a bunch of inmates. Should I call them criminals? Well, because uh, you don't know bars? them doesn't mean that someone else might not. So the people that work inside of the jail. You're asking them to memorize their names? That's tough. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Well, I'm telling you, a lot of the guards already use yeah. inmate, and that's part of the reason they don't like it. And there's like probably it. a lot of them that use, uh, but let's be real. Don't go to jail then. Yeah. And then on the other side of it, you ask many guards how fun it is in there Ooh. and what they call the guards... My buddy's uh, wife was actually, she was, uh, uh, she worked at one of the worst places on earth to work, Pelican Bay. And, uh, but when she said it was easier there than working in LA County, she goes, because every day they would remind me, uh, they let me leave. I don't leave. They let me leave. So, you know, I don't feel super sorry. You're an inmate. You're incarcerated. I mean, what let me else? Throw, let me throw this at you. Okay. We're talking about. Don't use the word inmate. Use incarcerated per, incar, incar, yeah. incarcerated person. Okay, and then they say words matter. Well, from what I understand, we're not supposed to call them guards. They're detention officers. 
Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, they, they don't want to be called guards. I, I know a lot of correctional officers that say, please don't call me a guard. So maybe words do matter. But, you know, I, 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 will, I will always remember to call them a, you know, a correctional officer, a corrections officer. Uh, but I feel like a jailer. I feel like I should give them some respect for the job they're doing. But if you're in jail, I mean, uh, you know, if you're if you're behind bars, am I going to really give you a whole bunch of respect and think twice about calling you an inmate? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I'm going to call you an inmate. Again, when you get out, I'm going to call you by whatever your name is. I'm not going to refer to you as an ex-con. Or a number. Yeah, or a number. Okay. All right, that's Woke Wednesday. That was super woke. You feel woke? Formally, uh, formally what was it? Oh, re- re-emerging into society. Re-emerging into society. Right? It makes like they're being reborn. Coming up next. Reborn to society. Is Katie Hobbs running for governor with the same strategy Biden used to become president? 2,000 mules. It's not 2,000. All right, enough of the 2,000 mules. We'll talk about it next.